Hey guys, real quick before we get started. Last week I announced on Instagram and on the podcast that we are currently looking to open a new practice within our community of businesses. Um, I wanted to give a little more detail on that as we've had quite a few inquiries, more than I was expecting. And so this practice will be located in New Jersey within a gym setting. Um, For us, it's going to be a rinse and repeat. We have proof of concept. We've obviously done this uh, multiple times already. And if I can just compare what we're able to do within our own community of businesses versus the businesses that I consult with. Um, typically what we see from a revenue standpoint, again, you know, results may vary, but typically what we see from a revenue standpoint is we're able to achieve the same level of revenue three times faster, uh, simply because of the systems processes and guidance, leadership, and mentorship that you would have if you came on as a partner in our community of businesses. And so, uh, what that looks like. So it's someone who is a wants to be an entrepreneur, but knows that they don't want to do it alone because that takes a long time and it's really slow and it's really scary. So if you're someone out there that wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to go fast, potentially needs some help with funding, also needs help with um, with guidance, leadership, and mentorship, um, and, and wants to be part of something bigger than yourself, uh, this is a perfect opportunity for you. So if you're out there, if you have graduated, um, our rehab chiropractor or will be graduating soon. This opportunity is happening fast. So I'm trying to get this thing going pretty quickly. Please reach out to me, coaching at strive to move.com uh, or DM me on Instagram. All right. So today's episode, today's episode is an interview with one of my great friends, Kevin Vandy, who's located in San Jose, California. Um, as you'll hear, Kevin is, um, he's a, he's a one percenter. He is a one percenter. Kevin is someone who built a cash-based physical therapy practice from scratch and last year did over a million dollars. That's six years in. And so when we just look at results, you know, results speak volumes. And to my knowledge, to my knowledge, Uh, There could be someone out there, so you can check me if I'm wrong on this. I don't know anyone in the, let's call it physical medicine, Cairo, PT, space that started from zero at cash and gotten to seven figures that quickly, let alone seven figures at all. And so if you want to hear and learn of somebody that's had about as much success as anybody in the industry, this podcast is perfect for you. We don't even really discuss it in this podcast, but the other part that I want you to realize is that Kevin has five kids, he homeschools them, and he is a single income earner. His wife stays home with the kids to homeschool them in the most expensive place to live in the country. And so it's not that I don't believe that you can have an excuse as to why you can't be successful. It's just that for myself, I've joked about this before, but it's true. I've known Kevin for a while. We're in business groups together. Anytime I get stressed or worried about what's going on in my business or in my life, I literally just think about Kevin. Five kids, homeschooled, most expensive place in the country, built a seven-figure business in five years. Kevin is now in the in expansion mode, and as we'll talk about, he is now mentoring and coaching other providers who want to 
go into sort of the niche that Kevin is in. Kevin is in a you know tech lab. So he has built a gate lab. He describes it much better in the podcast, but I've been to his lab. My wife, after ACL surgery, was a client of Kevin's where we went to his practice. We got all the sensors put on us. We did the gate analysis, um, and he gave us an action plan. And so... So many people I know listening to this podcast in the rehab Cairo space, you know, you you are people that, you know, go beyond just obviously cracking backs and doing an activator and all that craziness that we don't want to do. And many of you like to sort of live in this, you know, um, rehab space, this tech space. And so I think this is such an awesome opportunity and podcast to listen to because here's someone in, you know, in the in the exercise space or in the physical therapy chiropractic space that's taken this and not only uses this amazing technology, but most importantly, has figured out how to make a profitable and wildly successful business with plans of expansion. So probably um, the most informative interview and the most proof of success, not to say any of our other guests, you know, haven't been wildly successful in their own right. But Kevin, you know, even more than myself, um, he's had objective measured success greater than anyone else I know. So again, can't recommend this episode enough. Kevin's amazing, awesome person, amazing business owner. Um, I know you're going to enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, Kevin, so one of the things we speak about with with my mastermind members, with rehab chiros and uh, PTs all over the world is niche development, especially early on getting started in a business and in a practice. And so um, before we go into the how and the what and the why, tell us about the niche that you are in specifically. Yeah. So the the niche we originally thought we were going to be in is in Justin, uh, like a running ACL sport niche. And we definitely developed that at the beginning with being involved with running clubs and triathlon clubs, and it's still a major part of our, our client base. But as we developed over the years, we realized that we have a very unique practice in the sense that we have force plates and high-speed cameras. We are a high-tech PT practice. And being in Silicon Valley, that definitely uh, plays to the crowd. There are people here that want data Everybody has a smartwatch. Everybody tracks their sleep and heart rate and cadence and running miles, everything under the sun. And we piggybacked on that to say that the physical therapy rehab industry is progressing towards a place where it's going to be health data specific. And so all of our marketing and what we talk about is adding technology to rehab to make it fun, engaging, and give you more objective feedback. So it kind of developed over time. We definitely appeal to the running ACL triathletes, but we do it through the high-tech PT, high-tech rehab realm. And I think it's it's so relevant to even my crowd as the, as rehab chiros, because one of the problems in in our, let's call it physical med- medicine industry, conservative care is you go to 10 different doctors or facilities and you get 10 different diagnoses. And actually 
Last week, we had a patient who came in, chronic pain patient, um, just a classic, very sad story. And one of the reasons why she's hesitant to work with us, which I totally understand, is because she's like, I've been to 10 different places and they give me 10 different diagnoses. And so in our practice, you know, we might tell them it's a movement problem. And then in, in the other chiropractor, they say they're out of alignment. And then they go to the regular PT and they say they have piriformis syndrome. And then they go to the orthopedist and they, they, they need to get an MRI. And all of us, ourselves included, really don't have objective data to sort of measure like, no, 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 this is what the numbers say. And as we relate it back to some of my previous podcasts and my mastermind members will know, forever and always, it's objective data first, then we'll talk about what we want to do with it. And so what it sounds like is the practice that you have and the system that you've developed is around objective data that there's no arguing. We can decide what we want to do with it, but it's objective. Does that, do I have that right? Without a doubt. And that's, you know, clients who are on the phone considering whether they want to work with us or another facility, we're able to tell them, you know, we have the technology to know beyond a shadow of a doubt exactly what's wrong in your biomechanics, exactly to, to a degree of specificity, exactly what's causing your problem to get the right diagnosis. But not only that, the tech also provides real-time feedback so that when they're going through training, they know, is the right muscle on? How much is it on? Am I moving the right way? Am I moving to the right angle? And for a lot of people who have have been through the runaround, it's very comforting to know that they're in good hands and they're solving the right problem. And even when they're doing their exercises, it's solving the right thing. They're actually of value. So let's let's go more specific and a piece of my soul is going to die by letting you do this. Um, but my, I think my audience is going to like it. We know that you you do technology, you sensors, you have force plates, all this stuff, but let's go dive a little bit deeper into the type of technology. What does it look like when someone comes into your office with a, with a problem, a hip problem, a knee problem, and why is it different? What are the things that you do? And the reason why, one of the reasons I'm asking is because, you know, you are a physical therapist and you have, you know, different things we'll talk about later, but this is not something that only physical therapists can utilize. Like in my world, I guarantee there's going to be rehab chiros that would look at this and be like, this is me, man. This is me. So, so walk us through in HD, like what actually happens. Yep, yeah, for sure. And and to speak to your point, there's I go to a biomechanics yearly biomechanics conference every year, and there's lots of chiropractors there that use similar technology to what I'll describe here. So basically, when someone comes in, we need to figure out what the problem is, and we got to put some objective data to it. So in an evaluation, we will use what are called IMUs, inertial measurement units. They're sensors that go on your feet, legs, pelvis, torso. And just like if you're going to make like Madden NFL, you put sensors all over the body and they they map movement and they're able to create an avatar. We have that same technology. So if you want to know in, let's say, a a clean and jerk, how what uh, amount of degrees of hip flexion, knee flexion, ankle flexion, dorsiflexion there is, you can know that to a degree of specificity during the movement. We use that. We use high-speed cameras. We also have surface muscle EMG. So you can know which muscles are firing at which time and what the level of activation is. And then we have force plates where people can jump. You can do counter movement jump testing. You can do jump height testing. You can do force production testing. Uh, So really every piece that goes into movement, right? If you were to do an MRI of movement, you need kinematics, which are joint angles. You need kinetics, which is forces and EMGs. 
and you need video. P- patients need to see themselves moving because data is meaningless to them unless they have a picture. But when you can show them a video of doing the thing that causes their pain, and then you can pinpoint the thing that's causing it, you have a client for life because you just showed them a problem that nobody else has been able to solve. So the thing that I've always admired about you knowing your business journey that's significantly different than the journey that you know I took was the fact that you were sort of willing to put it on the line and, and make this huge investment to start when you had nothing. And, um, you know, I think you and I both nerd out over making like business decisions and looking back and analyzing it. And for the most part, most of the people in our world, I, and, and I think it's a fine way to start, obviously, like we did and have done well, is we start very small, very low overhead, um, you know, rent a room with a table, do our rehab and get it going. And then eventually sort of fund ourselves to, 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 get, it, to get it to the next level. And, and you didn't do that. And, um, you know, I don't think, and I think you'd agree as well, there's not a way, it's, it's one of the ways. And I think more than anything, what I'd like to do is to be able to show, you know, potentially the people that work with me, that there is another way to do it. And you can be successful of, you know, you went and got a loan and you bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of biomechanical technology. And talk about that decision-making process, because, you know, if I look back at myself, when I started, I don't think I would have had the confidence to know that this, that I could make money on it. I wouldn't know how to sort of sell it. I wouldn't have known anything. Um, and, and so how did you, how did you come about like saying, I'm going to do this and this is, I'm going to invest in this and, and, I think it's going to work. Yeah, great question. So for me, I had a mentor uh, in a PT researcher down in LA who had built out a lab similar to mine. And when I went, everything he was able to test, everything he was able to do, the client experience he was able to provide, I wanted that. And I I wanted the whole kit and caboodle. I just didn't want part of it. I guess my personality is very much if I see value and I can see the pathway, I'm going to go all in. And yes, it was probably more stressful than it needed to be. And I, to, to your point, I, I had the same questions. How am I going to market it? What am I going to do? And I, I did not have a good plan. My marketing plan was literally, it just says in the business plan I sent to Bank of America was speak to doctors. So that's, that's not a marketing plan. So I definitely had to learn that part of it. But for me, I think I, I just have the personality where I'm okay with debt. I'm okay taking on a loan. And I wanted to have the experience from the get-go to be able to test everything I wanted to test because I knew that difference between what was out there in the community and what I could offer. There's enough separation. There's enough blue ocean thinking that I could be fine if I could figure out the marketing and sales piece, which I had to spend some money and join mastermind programs like yours to figure it out. So it ended up working. But I think the decision looking back was, I, I guess I, I'm a nerdy PT at heart. I wanted to do it right from the beginning. And that was my, my emphasis. When I speak to a potential client, something I'm often very like keen on what they're saying to me is when they try to when they try to sell me on the thing, right? On the, on the force, on the technology, on the, this, on the, that. And almost from the start, I know that I have a lot of work to do because they, they don't understand why no one wants to pay money for it and because they don't want to buy the thing. And so we've talked a lot about the thing, but you understand marketing. And so you have this great technology, you have it, but at the end of the day, how have you balanced sort of selling the thing versus selling outcomes versus traditional marketing of how we understand it, which has always been that they don't want the thing, they want what it provides. How, how do you go about doing that? 
Yeah, at the beginning, I definitely got it wrong. I definitely, um, you know, put myself out there as I'm the biomechanical expert and all my, all the things I put on social had force plates and kinematics. And it was definitely, I, I would probably only appeal to other rehab professionals. So that's not the way to do it. And, you know, for me, the tech was the hero at the beginning. It was everything. When people would come in for a free visit or come in for an eval, all I would do was talk about the technology. And it didn't resonate with people because they didn't understand it. They didn't know what it was for. And they didn't know how it would ultimately value them. So most of our marketing and most of what we talk about is dealing with, you know, uncertainty. A client has been through the runaround, seen multiple people. More so though, they're frustrated because they've worked really hard at something and they haven't been able to achieve the result they want. And for us, when we can appeal to that uncertainty and say, what if you, what if you could know for sure? What if you could know that the money you're going to spend is on the right problem and the time and work you're going to do solving that problem is guaranteed to be focused on the right things because you have the feedback to know. That for people, being able to break down that uncertainty is huge for people. Right. And the other part of it is people don't want to buy rehab. They don't, they don't want to buy, hey, let's do 10 sessions over this amount of time. They don't understand it. They don't know what it is. And they don't know what the value is. Where we can show them, where we can bring them into the clinic for a free visit and we can say, okay, you've likely done these exercises before. There's another practitioner that showed you how to do a clamshell or a bridge or a squat. But what they haven't showed you is how to activate the right muscles and doing it. Can I show you? And we put on EMG and they go through it. And what they find is that aha moment when they realize this is the piece I've been missing. So we use the technology as a bridge in education, not the be all end all. It's not, it's not the end, it's a means to the end. And it's all framed through what it, where it can get the client and how fast they can get there and with what certainty of an outcome they can get. So for, for my mastermind members, one of the objections that we handle, we call it like a core value fit, right? And so our core value essentially of what we say we do is get to the root cause of the problem. And so the way that you do it, I think is quite frankly, is better than ours because you have this technology to do it. But if we break it down at the, at, at the, at the base level, what we're trying to do is solve the root cause of someone's problem. And you are too, we just might be going about it differently. And so I think what's interesting is even though it looks very different, the fundamentals of the sales process of human motivation or, 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 you know, anything like that, it it will come down, come down to being very, very similar over and over. And the other part too, that I wanted to highlight and what you're saying is the, the focus of, of, I think what we all do, you, us, all rehab Kairos, I think the value is in figuring out what the problem actually is. You know, that's the bit, that's the piece that so many of us get stuck on. Like they're so in tune to doing in our world, the soft tissue or doing the adjustment or doing the the treatment and doing this. But what people are looking for most likely, and they're coming to see us, isn't that. They can get that, that's a commodity. But what they haven't found in our world is the root cause. What they haven't found in your world is the biomechanical reason, the data as to why this thing is still around, why the in-network PT that rubbed their glutes with piriformis syndrome, why their shin hurts after running 10 miles and it just keeps coming back over and over and over again. And when we can solve that, the rest of it becomes very easy. 
Yeah. Similarly, when you show someone an MRI or an x-ray, that's very powerful because they can see it with their own eyes. So this, 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 you know, vertebra has an anterolisthesis or, you know, this uh, disc is bulging here. That's such a concrete reason for their pain that they can like grasp onto it so strong as their problem. What happens in a lot of rehab centers, I've, I've worked in them myself, is either you don't have time or you haven't set up the structure to be able to show them in a concrete way that they can understand why their problem is occurring. For us, yes, the PT eval, the, the movement eval is important, but what's more important is how you tie that to the text so they can see it. But even if you just use like uh, an iPad or you just shoot some video, do, just do something to give them a visual representation of their problem. I guarantee you they're going to be bought into your plan more so than just words alone. People are visual learners. Yeah, I think that's a great point because some people might listen to this podcast and tune out because they're like, I don't have $100,000. I'm not putting the technology in and they'll go about their business. But what what you're saying is, okay, if you're not doing anything, you know, take a video like in our world to do SFMA and if someone's rotating like, hey, your right side does this, your left side does this. Can you see this? And how powerful something like that, so basic, so easy, everyone's got a phone in their pocket. Uh, potentially that could be the difference. And it's interesting. And and my audience will resonate with this um, in like the, the chiropractors that we don't want to be, they're the ones that do the x-ray and then they put the x-ray on there and say, your, your vertebrae is out of alignment and that's why you have a problem. Now, we know that that's bullshit, right? That that's not real. Like the 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 spine doesn't work that way. Like uh, it's not how it works. But to your point, from a sales perspective, air quotes, people looked at it and say, ah, now I understand why my back always hurts because my spine is out of alignment. And so, what I what I'm hearing you do, and what we all kind of should move towards, is that the lesson is correct. Objective data. We're just saying. We need to use that in a way that's actually true. Yeah, and and just show them. I mean, Coach's Eye is free. It's a free app. Just use it. Give a side-by-side video of correct movement versus incorrect movement. Right. When someone can, you can, your words describing the problem and what's wrong is valuable, no doubt. But when you tie it to an image or you tie it to a piece of data, the the, the that solidifies in their brain that the, one, this person has authority, they know what they're doing. Two, it's a standout type of clinic from another place. And three, they have a knowledge of performance. They know where they need to get to in order to have the result. And that makes them buy into whatever program you suggest going forward because it's not a, a out there, an out there outcome. It's an objective, specific outcome. Beautiful. So, you know, our businesses this year combined will do over a million dollars, all cash, all revenue, which is cool. Your business is a standalone one facility started from zero, no insurance, over a million dollars last year. Did over a million last year. We'll do over a million this year. And it's just remarkable. And my audience is going to like, their, their jaw is going to drop when they hear that because so many of us, we get started and to make 10,000 a month is a great accomplishment and it is. And so if we looked at you, started at zero in 2015 um, and have done a million in five or six years in revenue, you know, what are some, some key decisions that you made to get there? Great question. Uh, number one, uh, very start of my business journey 
was to surround myself with people that have been where I want to go. I don't think I would have even come close to where I am today if I didn't have people like you and uh, you know other people in our CEO group and a program to teach me about marketing and sales. You have to you have to understand marketing first and foremost to grow your practice past just word of mouth and you know, community events that gets you started 100% do it. I highly advocate it is a big reason why my practice grew at the beginning. But then I had tapped that pool, if you will, I had overfished that pond to the point where I needed a bigger, a bigger group to draw from. So I had to learn digital marketing, I had to learn follow up systems, I had to learn sales processes, but I needed someone else to teach me that, you know, books were good, being in a group was even better. Uh, So that was super important. First decision, just invest in your own professional growth. There's nothing better that you're going to spend your money on in terms of getting your business where you want to. Number two, you need help. You need staff. You need, you know, people to leverage time so that you can do the thing that's of ultimate value to you. So hire an admin, bring on a sales uh, development rep, uh, you know, those those people are important to bring into your team. So I want to go into the hiring a little bit. Many of my clients that started with me a year ago, they were sort of stuck by themselves. The last year we built this backend systems, packages, prices got right, the whole thing. And many of them are in that position where they've either hired an admin or ready to hire an admin. And so from your perspective, take it back to then, um, now that you've had dozen, like over a dozen employees, uh, what are some tips that you could share with them about, you know, the first person, you know, when you've never hired anyone before, you never had anyone work for you and just getting that first one, like uh, what are some, some insights that you could bring to it all these years later? Yeah. Um, I, I can remember looking back. Uh, I was very hesitant to bring someone on. I was uh, scared, nervous that I was going to have the revenue to support it, that I, I didn't understand payroll. I had no idea what I was doing. And so there were a lot of fears prior to making that decision. And <laughs> it's a funny story. It was actually forced upon me. Uh, my I had a, a PT aide from another clinic that was literally volunteering at my practice. And he came to me with a 10-minute PowerPoint presentation on why I should hire him to be my admin. And he's like, you're unorganized. You're not able to take all the calls. You're missing out on follow-ups. You're not taking all the payments you could. Like You're losing more money than you're going to pay me for bringing me on. And I was so impressed. I hired him on the spot. I was like, great. How much money do you want to make? He told me a number. I said, sure. I had no idea. I hadn't looked at anything. But I can tell you that that one decision to bring someone on, my practice grew like 150 grand in that one year because I had someone taking calls that I wasn't able to make. I already had the leads. I just couldn't follow up with them. So that one decision was like instrumental in the beginning of my practice. And, you know, how do you get it right? Uh, you know, Justin said it, you know, know your core values, know what type of person you're looking for. Hire someone who's hungry, humble, smart, wants to be there, wants to learn, believes in what you're doing. Um, and honestly, do the best you can. You might get it right, you might get it wrong, but just make the decision to do it and learn in the process. Yeah, I think I think the last bit was where I was going to add that you might get it wrong. And that's something that, you know, you and I sitting in the same room learning um, becomes a realization more and more that I think a lot of people make the best business owners a lot of times go faster because they recognize that, that there's a chance that I could screw it up. And, you know, I remember sitting in rooms with you in Orlando of having a a person who shall not be named to you hired, you brought them on. It was okay. And then after a while, it just became an epic disaster and it drove you insane. But, but looking back on it, 
there's so many lessons to learn. And in the time that that person was with you for a period, they, they did help. And then you learn lessons and recognize that going back, okay, I probably should have cut ties earlier, but the only way you would have known that is by going through it. Yeah. Just make the decision, make the decision to do it. There's, you're not going to ever let your business get to the point where that decision is going to destroy you. There's, there's, there are decisions you can make that can do that, but hiring an admin is not one of them. Uh, you're going to learn more about yourself, more about your leadership skills, more about what your business is. How do you train someone? How do you describe it to people? There's going to be so many values you get out of hire somebody that are intangible. They're not going to have a dollar amount to them, but they're definitely going to set the foundation for the rest of your business growth. So... As someone now who not only has a practice, but you do different consulting work and, and you have a lot of different avenues and helping, you know, practitioners put technology into their practice. Um, I've joked with you before, but it's true. Like you deal with nerds, right? <laughs> People like that, like they like to nerd out. I, I was on a, a mentorship call yesterday with my student group and uh, we, we were going through actually like sales scripts, so to speak. And one of the guys speaking He's speaking in terms of like like programming and periodization and all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Like no patient gives a shit, right? And and, and the, the point, the point is um that the thing that we like the most oftentimes will will get us stuck because we nerd out over it and it's appealing to our friends and the people in our circles, but the people that are gonna pay us money, our customers don't care and they don't and they don't know. And so, you know, as you've hired employees or mentored people who are, you know, like us that we nerd out on this stuff. How have you been able to coach them or what advice would you have to like get them to chill out and be able to speak in terms that humans understand? Yeah. So the, the exercise we've stumbled upon and many of you maybe have used this in your own practices is just doing a features and benefits exercise. So an EMG sensor is a feature right? It measures muscle activation. The benefit is a client can know exactly how to turn on the muscle necessary for them to get better. That they understand. A uh, IMU sensor measures angles. That that sounds cool to us, but for them, they have a knowledge of movement that, you know, this is how you move to avoid this type of pain and they can see it and they can put some data to it. So when you do a features and benefits exercise, you, you realize how much of what you describe to clients is mostly in features because it sounds cool and it's easy to talk about. But you always have to draw it back to, okay, that's nice, but how does it benefit the client? Mm -hmm. That's cool, but how can you put it in terms where they say, I want that? Nobody wants a sensor. Nobody wants a force plate. Um, even I mean, in your in your world, I mean, nobody really wants a functional movement screen. They don't know. They don't. They don't know right. what it is. But what they do yeah. want to know is what part of my movement is causing pain and how do I fix it? Yeah. Right. So doing a feature benefit exercise will will make you a significant amount of money in terms of the amount of people you're able to convert and will help whenever you hire a practitioner so that they can speak in human terms that they understand, not nerdy gate terms. Yeah. And, and we, we've added to that and you just used it in your last sentence. So that, you know, yeah. like um, we use these sensors so that you can see exactly which muscle isn't firing type of thing. You know what I mean? And, and to be able to do that in any, any, we're doing this mobility exercise so that 
you're not going to feel different from side to side and you're going to be pushing off of both sides the same way. Again, insert the blank, fill in the blanks, whatever way you want, but um, feature benefit. And, and, you know, we've been able to take that. And, and so that I think I'm looking at the book right now, Ready, Fire, Aim, um, which you, you're the one that recommended it to me, where the exercise they talk about in there feature benefit of a yellow pencil, right? Yellow, it's yellow, the pencil's yellow. Um, well, what's so good about it? Well, it's yellow because when it's sitting in your drawer, you're going to be able to look in the drawer and see it right away so that you can pick it up and write down notes very quickly. Right? So exactly. things like it's things like that, which they sound silly, but um, when we're trying to do what you're trying to do, you've done and sell patients three, $4,000 packages, it can't just be, I'm in California, people are rich here, or we have technology and they're willing to pay. You know, there's so many, there's so much more to it than that. Um, and the technology is a piece of it. Um, but as I kind of described to most people, it's probably the, it's probably the cherry on top or the whipped cream. It's not the ice cream. It's all the foundation that's built on. Exactly. And I would say, you know, the concept is you're always three feet from gold. You're likely doing 90% of what you're supposed to be doing well. But the difference between a $600,000 practice and a million dollar practice is you get the details right. Right. And so that exercise of like, so that awesome, or just have someone be a parrot. Why? 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 Yeah. Just like ask why five times. And by the time you get to the fifth one, you're probably at something that's going to make you a lot more money than the first thing you mentioned. Yeah. That, and it's not only you can do that because you're the practice owner and you have the conviction, but how do you get that conviction in each one of your employees so they can have the same level of conversation? Right. You can't scale a practice unless you can scale your values, your systems, your beliefs, how you do things, the interactions you have with clients. You have to be able to scale that piece to get your business past just a single practitioner location. And I think going back to the, to the start, you know, you have um, such a unique perspective because of, of, of really how big you've grown. And, and, and when I say this, it's relative, right? You're, you're not Apple. But in terms of in our world, in our little world of cash-based sort of rehab kind of living in this world, you are Apple, right? Because we don't know many other people that have been able to do what you've been able to do. And the thing that stands out to me is when we speak, one of the problems that you often have as you get new employees and new PTs is that they often can't produce or sell or, or convert patients at the way that you've been able to do. And um, as you're saying, at scale, whether it's a franchise, whether it's multiple clinics, that becomes the thing. Not anymore can Kevin do it. We know Kevin can do it, but can Kevin teach others to do it 80% of the level that Kevin can do? That all presupposes that Kevin understands it enough and is that much of an expert so he can absolutely do it, but then he can have the ability to teach others. And so for, for my clients or my mentors or my mentees that are either in school, out of school, 10, 15, 20, $25,000 a month, a lot of them are still in the stage of nailing it down themselves. Because if they don't nail it down, scale is going to be a disaster. I, you, I, I know, I know it myself and you know it, it's hard enough as it is for someone like you who is an expert. So if you don't have it nailed down, the process, the system, you can't do it at the, at the level you need. You've got to nail your own skill set down first to go ahead and teach it to others. Yeah, 100%. You don't want to replicate mistakes because a small mistake can become a very large one. And it takes it takes time for you to screw up enough stuff and to get it wrong enough 
to refine that process to where it's teachable and you can say, you know what, I've, I've messed that up. I've done that wrong. I've made these mistakes. When you can get there and then you can start to systematize what you're doing and it's, and it's a boring process. I'll tell you this right now. Putting in systems in your practice is not fun. However, it's probably going to be the single best thing you're able to do because you can replicate yourself. Well, let me ask you about that. Uh, again, going back to people that haven't started, one of the, one of the, the questions that I often have when I'm coaching is, you know, you get the person that is, has making three grand a month and four grand a month. And they're like, I need systems. And I'm like, no, you don't. You need to go like make more money and then we'll worry about systems. So how do you, how would you mentor like one of my clients that's in that just getting started making five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 grand a month. And they're like, oh, I need to like put my systems on paper. And, and do you think, what do you think? Am I right in saying, like, don't worry about it. We'll get to 21st and then we'll figure it out. Or do you think it's yeah, like, would, no, no, I got to do it now. No, I would definitely agree with you. I would say my business, um, the reason I needed an admin because I didn't have any systems. I literally did everything. I was the finance guy, I was the marketing guy, I was the sales guy. And so I was, I was a jack of all trades and a master at none. I didn't, I was good enough to get the ball rolling and get clients in. And at, at that stage, you just need to get enough revenue to where you can bring on an admin. Then when you have an admin, you just have them follow you around for two weeks and write down everything you do and what you say and how you do it. They will do it for you. You're not going to be the one to do it because let's be frank, you're an entrepreneur. You're not usually a systems-driven, organized person. You're a creative person. You're a visionary. And so why put yourself in a situation where you're likely to be unsuccessful? Bring someone in that that's their bread and butter. They'll help you systematize all the crazy ideas in your head to something that's actually reproducible. So you, you do coaching and you have mentorships, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but let's say someone is in your world and they're a mentee of yours. They've got the thing off the ground. You know, they're, they're making 10, 12 grand a month. They have the technology. They, they're good at what they do, but they're sort of flatlined and they got stuck. How, how, would you, how would you coach them? It depends what they're stuck on, right? It depends if they're stuck in hiring. Are they stuck in uh, getting enough leads in the door? Are they stuck in, um, you know, keeping clients? You know, at some point, it's either acquisition, retention, or in, you know, building out the org chart, building out staff. So you have to figure out what that problem is. And I think that's the initial phases like figuring out the problem. Well, I'm, 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 I think it's great. And I'm sort of chuckling because two episodes ago, I had Hannah, who you know, and I sort of posed the similar question to her. Okay, you're starting practice over uh, from zero. And the first thing that she said was we have to track because we want to be able to see where we're having success, where we're failing. And you're saying the same thing yeah. of... I don't even know what the problem is yet, right? And most people always devolve to, I need more new patients. Mm -hmm. And so you might, but you might not be charging enough for the patients. You might not be seeing them enough times. You might be getting them to evaluation, but not on a treatment plan. To your point before, you might not have enough leads on the top of the funnel. And so it's it's kind of putting Hannah, Hannah's marketing brain together and Kevin's you know entrepreneur brain together. It seems like both of you agree that, the answer will be very clear so long as we have the right data. Without a doubt. I mean, from being in mastermind groups and business groups on my own, I can tell you that I often think I know the problem 
And then I get to those situations and there's other people that have a completely unemotional objective view in my business. And I realize that's not the problem. And that's where mentorship is really effective. We have a mask, we have a blind side that we can't see because we're so far into it. And you ultimately spend a lot of money and time and hassle solving the wrong problem, where if you just took time and had a process to figure out the problem, then the solution's easy. Just like we were talking about earlier, if you get the diagnosis right, the treatment plan's easy. It's no different as a business owner. Just get the diagnosis right. But most of us don't take time to do that because we're chasing the next eval or trying to get, quote unquote, more clients. Very, very cool. So, you know, you've obviously built that private practice and, and, proof of concept is there more than anyone else I know. And now you've moved into beginning to mentor and and help others in this space of, you know, I think very similar, very similar to, you know, we have very similar conversations about people that are high level clinicians that like want to deliver such a service, but they're just missing the piece of figuring out how to make it work from a business. Um, And so I know you're, you have a course coming up soon, uh, that you're going to be teaching. And so tell us a little bit more about that um, because I, I, there are people out there that listen to this that might be interested in in learning from you on how you've done it. Yeah, for sure. So the, the course is the business of biomechanics and the idea behind it is there's practitioners that want to have technology in their practice. They want to add that extra piece that helps them get the buy-in, the diagnosis, the excitement, the fun, uh, helps them market. They, they either have that technology or they want to add it. But what they don't know is, okay, how do I market it? How do I sell it? How do I create the experience? How do I make it so that a client doesn't come in and I'm clunkily fumbling uh, on putting on these sensors and then people are standing around waiting for data? You don't want to get into that situation because then you've created something you don't want. So this course is all about how do you do that well? How do you create an amazing experience? And how do you reach a whole new pocket of clients with technology and make it an actual business system process. We've messed it up enough to know, and I'm excited to share with people exactly how to do that and how to add a whole nother cash wing if you're looking for that in your practice. Yeah. And, you know, forever and always the the, the thesis of my, my program is world-class practice, world-class clinician, world-class care, and world-class business. And that's why you and I get along so well, because you're, that's, that's who you are right? That's what you do. And so, um, you know, you are a clinician's clinician, right? You are that person. And you also have the business background and the business chops to be able to back it up. And so if people are that, that out there and, you know, are working with runners are working with triathletes are working ACL population or want to work in that population, or just want to have objective data in their practice, to be able to communicate with their patients in an objective way better than every other chiro and physical therapy practice out there, um, then, you know, talking to you and being in your world, again, it's like all of us get a little dumber and learn from the experts. Like, don't overthink it. Just have Kevin teach me. It's funny. We're, um, my intern, Kaylee, she's amazing on, on social. And I'm like, I want, I'm like, can I hire you to help me with my social? And I sent her three examples of different people that I want to follow. And she goes, can you tell me why you want to, to do what they're doing? Is it the lighting? Is it this? Is it that? And my answer was, they're smarter than me and more successful than me. And I want to copy them. And so the lesson there is if you guys are out there and you want 
have a chance to scale your practice to, to six or seven figures. You want to use biomechanics. You want to use technology. You can go and spend the next decade figuring out yourself, or you can just learn from someone who's already done it and cut the process by like 90%. So as I always say, you decide what you want to do. Um, Kevin, anything else we missed? Anything else you want to discuss? Anything else that, that the, it would be valuable to the audience? You know, you know, you know who our audience is. No, all I'd say is this, is that, um, you know, when you go on the journey, make sure you're building a business around your personality, the type of life you want to lead. And I have five kids and a wife and I've had, uh, you know, three of those kids when I opened my business, I was about to have the fourth. My, my advice to you is to have fun in the process. You can have both. You can have a family and have a business. You can have a million dollar business and a lot of kids. It's whatever life you want to lead, just make it fun and I'm a, I'm a nerd at heart. So I built a clinic that has tech and nerdy things and I love every piece of it. And it's been, you know, a wonderful journey. And if that sounds appealing to you and you want more information, just reach out. I'd be glad to have a conversation, point you in the right direction. Um, but you can have a pretty awesome journey doing exactly what you love and have a very successful business. At the uh, same time. Just give us, tell us email, social clinic name, give us all that info. Yeah. So you can reach me. It's Kevin at compedgept.com or on Instagram, Kevin Vandy PT. You can shoot me a DM there. Uh, Competitive Edge Physical Therapy in San Jose. Be sure to check it out. You can reach me in any of those platforms and I'd be glad to have a chat and uh, get to know you and help you in any way I can. Kevin, it's been uh, amazing. And you know I've told you before, but um, as I think John and our group always said, you're the Bill Belichick of our, of our mastermind group. You and I are our students together in the mastermind group. You, you just do everything the right way. You've had amazing success and I appreciate you coming on and sharing with our audience. I know it's going to be valuable to them. So thank you. Thank you very much. It was a great time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.